What is up, everybody? This is Brayden from Flint Mastering, and I am the host and content curator of the Mixing Music Podcast exclusive episodes. And today we have for you an exclusive archive, which means you're going to hear an exclusive episode that DK and I recorded almost a year ago. You're going to have the chance to hear what our exclusive episodes are all about and how much fun and learning goes on between me and DK as we discuss technical tips and important techniques in relation to producing mixing and mastering. If you enjoy this episode and you'd like to be a part of the exclusive content we provide twice a week, you can do so by heading over to mixingmusicpodcast.com forward slash exclusive. Thank you so much for listening. We love you. We appreciate you. And we couldn't do this podcast without you. I hope you enjoy this episode of the exclusive archives. And with that, happy mixing, my friends, and stay saucy. Welcome back to another exclusive subscriber-only episode of the Mixing Music Podcast. Oh yeah, baby. First and foremost, thank you to our subscribers. We love you. We appreciate you. We couldn't do this without you. I am your host for today, and as usual, I am Brayden from Flint Mastering. And joining me today is the one and only, the Japanese mix engineer himself living in America, Daddy DK. What's up, DK? What up? It's your boy, Daddy D. Uh, thank you for the introduction. Yes, um, I am a Japanese mixer in America. <laughs> That's a funny... I mean, I like that. Let's let's keep going. Uh, today, we have a really, really good clip. I'm really grateful that Braden picked this one out. Let's get to it. All right, so today we're going to hear from Greg Wells. And Greg Wells is a legendary mix engineer. To give you an idea of how legendary, he has... Uh, songs on over 130 million albums sold and streaming numbers in the billions. He's literally worked... I, I can't even go down the list of all the people he's worked with because it's everyone. And he's not just a mixer. He's also famous for being a producer, songwriter, too. I think he like helped write the songs and produce the songs for Greatest Showman and other movies alongside just music. So he's he's... Obviously a pretty big deal. If you haven't heard about him, you should, especially if you're an engineer. Yeah, he's the real deal. And in this clip, he's going to tell us about uh, the way he likes to treat vocals a little bit, effects he likes on the vocals. And so without further ado, uh, let's get right into it. Greg Wells, roll the tape. So I'm a big fan of kind of tape delay on a vocal because it's not very accurate on top or bottom. It's all sort of mid-range, just like weird, kind of dreamy reflex echo reflections um i like a little bit of modulation on that delay just a bit so it swims a little bit with a slow rate not a fast rate kind of dreamy same with reverbs i like reverbs to, to be sort of dead on top and my favorite reverb is the capital chambers um the live chambers that they have 30 feet under the floor down in the machine room at capital that stuff just sounds amazing sounds really old-fashioned but it just sounds musical and incredible. I hate really sibilant, accurate reverbs. It, it sounds goofy to me. Um, and to me, the best effect on a vocal is the right kind of compression. And the right combination of compressors and how they react to each other. Uh, 
it is really incredible how compression affects so much more than volume. Sweet. So we heard from Greg in that clip talk about his kind of favorite delays, his favorite reverbs, what he likes about each one, and kind of also he talks about the most important thing he thinks on a vocal is compression, and that compression does way more than volume. It does a lot of tone shaping and adds character and vibe. So DK, tell us about kind of what you do with delays, what you do with reverbs, your compression settings, uh, or maybe not necessarily settings, but your setup and kind of your favorites and how you like to approach those three effects on vocals. Yeah. So first off, he mentioned, I assume this is a clip about vocal production in general. He starts off with tape delay. And I think that tape delay is actually super awesome. The way that it warbles in pitch as well as, yeah, it degrades the top and bottom end of the frequency spectrum. You can actually even like manipulate it even more depending on the plug-in. And obviously, if it's real tape, it sounds freaking dope. And the cool thing with like analog tape is that you have no idea what it's going to do. Like It's very, very imperfect. And, and, that's, and it leaves weird artifacts, which is why it's so fun. Like That's what makes it stand out and makes it sound so cool. Usually, tape delays are also mono, so something to think about. Like If you wanted to do ping pong or whatever, you got to do that with a separate plug-in. Usually, they, it's oftentimes not built in. Anyway... Um, really great. I like the way that he said, yes, it's, it, I also add in modulation to my my delays. I think that's a really fun thing to do. Like, it's it's boring if it's like a super clean delay. Like, I liked having some character to it that makes it real f uh, fleshed out. One of the things that I like to do is also is uh, pitch shift the delays. It's a very DK thing. I pitch shift it by, you know, putting a little altar boy belay before the, the delay insert um, on the send. So that way... It's like when it echoes, it's echoing in a different octave than the actually original thing that it's echoing. So really fun. Tape delay is way fun. Definitely worth playing with. The point is, you feel free to keep it dirty. Uh, Reverb, he said he likes capital chambers. Uh, and specifically, the reason why he said it is because it's dirty and that it's low fidelity and, and it's not too clean. He said specifically, I don't like really clean reverbs. They're really sterile. And, and I think that that is something that is talked about. I mean, analog equipment we've talked about in the past is inferior as far as like fidelity. Like analog equipment adds distortion and changes the signal a lot compared to digital equipment. So technically it's inferior, but the reason why we like it and people like it is because of those artifacts and its inferiority and like the the artifacts that it leaves behind. They sound cool. And that's why it's cool. So same thing with reverbs. Like use modulation. One of my favorite if you watch me mix on Twitch or on YouTube when I live stream, uh, I oftentimes have many presets of my Valhalla Vintage Verb, which I highly recommend, especially that's my standalone Desert Island um, reverb of all time. It's so flexible and the modulation built into it, I always use like chaotic space and like heavy modulation and whatnot. That makes it really sound cool. Jason ba Joshua adds to li likes to add wideners on specific delays. So it's like out of phase and that makes it feel like it's behind you, which is a really cool effect. Um, yeah, mess with your reverbs. Do more than just making it clean. You don't want clean reverbs. Uh, on D-verb, the default reverb in Pro Tools, D-verb, uh, the church setting, like it kind of like pitches down and it, like it, it's this weird thing. Um, so I highly recommend checking that out. Brayden, before we go on into the compression of the reverbs, any other thoughts that you have about effects? Um, honestly, the pretty much the only thought I have on effects, since I don't really use them that much, is don't overdo it. Uh, I know that when I first started mixing and trying to produce records and things like that, I was like, oh, my vocal doesn't sound big enough. It needs eight different kinds of reverb on it. And I'd put all the reverbs on. I'd turn them all up to 100%. And then it was like just this huge wash of sound that was not like 
not good to listen to. Um, same with delays. I would throw three, four different delays on there. And the other thing too is I would say spend a good amount of time learning how to use your delays and reverbs because I remember when I first started – you know, when you're listening when you're listening to a vocal, you don't really pay attention to the reverbs and delays until they get to the end of the phrase and then there's a tail on the end of it. And the tail is really nice. And I always used to just like throw up like a stock delay or reverb and put it on a vocal and then be like, well, why doesn't the tail sound good? Why can I hear the reverb while they're singing? And it was because I didn't take enough time to go into the plugin and adjust the settings to where that was going to be the case. And, you know, in this clip, Greg Wells even talks, I'm pretty sure he even talks about tails on reverbs and they just have like a beautiful tail end to them. So that's something I would say play around with a lot. Don't overdo it a ton on the, uh, on the vocal effects. And I think you'll be good. So DK, you can uh, tell us about compression on vocals now. Yeah, so I like what he says. Um, compressions, compressors are different. Um, and he not only says use the right compressor, but use the right combination of compressors. Uh, I wish I had a formula that this works every single time. I have a habit where I use like a slow optical type compressor first and then a FET, very fast 1176 type compressor towards the end of my chain that I usually end up building out. Sometimes I don't use any of them. Like oftentimes I get vocals that are already compressed, so I don't use anything. And that was the right move. Uh, you never know. Um, but the point is to be thoughtful about the compressors that you're putting on your vocals. Um, really, really important. And the combination does matter. Especially if you you can overcompress vocals, and that can get really, really annoying. Um, sometimes you can get away with compressing. Like, sometimes the way to fix overcompressed vocals is by compressing it more. Uh, it doesn't work all the time. It's a very last resort type thing. But, um, yes, it's important to get compression right on the vocals. Just be thoughtful about it. Think musically. The release is a big deal. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, release is a big deal, and don't let it pump. Don't let it suck. Uh, both in, like, like the sucking and squeezing type motion, but as well as like, don't let it suck as and be bad. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, get the right combination there. That's I think oh, that's all I have to say. A lot of compressors have different harmonic saturation built into the plugin, especially our analog, especially. But right, uh, sometimes it serves the song, and sometimes it serves the vocals, and sometimes it doesn't. Just be aware um, and try your very best. And and the more you experiment. Uh, experiment is very experimenting and trying different things is very highly recommended and I think should be the challenge of today's episode. Uh, maybe the challenge should be that you try different compressors than you're used to on your vocal. Um, try different delays than you're used to. Experiment. Like when you try, the cool thing about trying fresh new plugins that you've never used before is that you're forced to experiment and try out different functions and um, different uh, parameters in the plugin because you don't know what's going on. You've never used it before. You got to tweak it. So when you're tweaking it, you're paying attention. So try new plugins this week. Try new compressors that you've been meaning to use or the old ones that you haven't used in a while and see how it reacts to the vocal and see if it serves the song and, and be open to the idea that it may not. That's the hardest thing is knowing when something doesn't work is one of the hardest skills as an engineer. So um, something to think about. Absolutely. And uh, I totally agree 100%. That's one of the hardest parts to know is when to not do anything. It's so hard <laughs> to know. But uh, follow the challenge, do what DK says, and you will be successful. Over and out. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, to the housekeeping. Uh, make sure you guys go to youtube.com forward slash DK Mixes and subscribe. Check out DK's live streams. You can also watch basically replays of those that are recorded. You can watch those on YouTube. Uh, the live streams are Twitch 
twitch.tv forward slash DK Mixes. And for other super cool free stuff and help, you can go to links.dkmixes.com. Calm. As always, thank you to our subscribers. We love you. We appreciate you. And uh, we hope that you're enjoying these episodes. As always, send us questions if you want us to do episodes specifically tailored to what you need to know. You can send them to me on Instagram at Flint Mastering, and we'll get those uh, all good and ready to go. And we'll make an episode just for you. We'll probably even give you a shout out if you want. Yeah, um, to be honest, the the community, the subscriber community is is still fairly small, so we'll be able to shout you out and this is actually pretty personal. Yep. And we have a bunch of people subscribe, but it's still small enough that if we saw if we went to college together, we'd know each other. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, cool beans. Well, we'll wrap the episode up there. DK sign us off. Happy mixing, my friends, and stay saucy. <laughs>